Welcome to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. This is an education-based show focusing on tech careers and how to incorporate the important aspects of technology in your current work. Each show brings you closer to tech success. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharon Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coding the Future. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, and I'm honored that you have joined us again for another hour of talk and learning and exploration of all things in the technical field and thinking about how do we code our own future so that we become better technicians and technologists during this time of COVID, during this time of exploration, and really finding our own groove. And I'm really honored today because this is a bit of a pinch me moment. And I know um, over time, you probably have listened to individuals in your uh, span of listening to radio shows or podcasts, or there have been individuals that have influenced you over time. And I um, actually am really excited to have Cheryl Tan on the show today. I actually heard Cheryl many years ago on another podcast uh, with a mentor of mine, Natalie Ekdahl, and I heard Cheryl and I immediately was attracted to her thought process, her intellect, and the way in which she delivered information and immediately started following her podcast called Stand Out, which she'll talk about a little bit more here in a few minutes. But by some divine intervention, we actually interacted again in another mastermind around really excelling um, our work on YouTube. And it's an area that Cheryl will talk about how her business has developed and grown and YouTube has become a big part of her business and her clients. And so I'm really thrilled. I reached out and said, hey, would you like to be on the show? Because I'd love for you to share your expertise, especially during this time when Video has become such an integral part of how we interact each day, and Cheryl's an expert. So let me give you a little bit of background before she says hello, but Cheryl is a media trainer and video coach who specializes in supporting corporate professionals and entrepreneurs who want to fully, fully utilize the power of video and create a greater impact in the world. And she has her own business, Cheryl Tan Media, which she'll talk more about, but I am just thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for your time, and welcome to the show. Sharon, what an amazing introduction. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your show and for, for listening and for being someone who has been part of my journey, even though I didn't know it. And that really is the power of podcasts and the power of technology, how we're able to create a connection with people even though there's no reason why we should have met. So yeah. I just, I want to say thank you for that, for letting me know, because that, that really made my day when you reached out to me. Well, I'm, you know, for me, it was so cool when we met in the mastermind and I saw, and I, and I saw your name and I said, that has to be Cheryl from Standout. <laughs> that has to be. And so I sent her a little note while we were, I was like, uh, I think I've been following your podcast for like several years now. <laughs> Because, I, you know, here's the piece that Cheryl and I were talking a little bit before we started recording. And what I said was, you know, for me, radio has been something I've been passionate about since I was a kid. I had, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I was DJ Sharky Sharon for a long time in high school. And I made all these mixed tapes and I loved, I can't sing very well. I mean, I, you know, in the shower, I'm amazing, but I'm not a singer, but I love 
I loved everything about music and radio and how it all came together. And like you just said, brought people together. There's something magical about this audio piece Mm-hmm. that allows us to listen, but yet also do other things. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, radio has always just had this little spit, uh, place in my heart. And so this show, this opportunity, it's this wonderful for, full circle for me. And, but that being said, video has never been something that has really been an area of expertise for me. I, you know, until we got video on our cell phones, I was like, <laughs> what do I do with this? Right. <laughs> I think we're all being thrown into the fire with video. But Sharon, did you know that I started out in radio too? No. That was my first uh, job in college. Uh, I was a radio news reporter for, uh, well, in connection with the university I went with. I went to the University of Virginia. And it's so interesting how your path takes you different places. Mm -hmm. And I loved radio too. I really thought I was going to be a radio news reporter and that was all I was going to do. That was, that was going to be my path. But here's where I think it's interesting and it ties into what you just said is the power of relationships sort of helping you see where you need to be. I had a mentor at that radio station who I was reading the news one day. She said to me, she's like, Cheryl, I think you should do TV. I was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I, don't, I have no idea what you mean. She was like, I think you should do TV news. I was like, uh, okay. And mm-hmm. that's where I moved from radio news into television news. And so that's my background. And that's where I come into the video world mm-hmm. is having been on TV for a long, long time, making all the mistakes, interviewing thousands of people, talking to people about their journey on camera and then once I realized I wanted to do that, I left the job. I left a really amazing career to start my own business. But that's where it happened. It really started with that one woman who said to me at that radio station, Cheryl, I think you should do TV. It's interesting when, you know, someone looks, right, they, say, they see you and they mm-hmm. see something different for you. And then you mm-hmm. think differently about your path. So interesting. It is interesting. And I think about that too, I mean, even in my own journey, but more specifically in the journey that I see in my own students. So I've been teaching for so long uh, computer science and my students are high school girls, most of them. And now with the work that I do, I have mostly middle school girls and I, I can see it. Like there's a spark in them that I, I know what they're capable of doing now that I've been through it, just like you said, as I've been through different parts of my life and learned to do different avenues of programming and coding programming, those kind of, I see it in them. And like, I see that spark and I, I completely understand when you say when that, and, and I've had a mentor in my, in my life um, who similarly said I was teaching and I had, my, my principal had asked me to go through a, um, the administrative program, which I was like, nah, man, no, I just want to teach. You know, I mean, I finished my doctorate. I was done with school, right? And I ended up going through the admin program, and it turns out it has come back in so many different ways tenfold. Mm -hmm. But during that admin program, I had a mentor of mine tell me, Sharon, you need to go for this role as an instructional coordinator, which was like an admin role, but not like a, a and I was like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, no, thank you. And she said, mm-hmm, yes, 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 thank you. And 
I did. And it, it completely changed the trajectory of my career, you know, and I, I never went to, I'm not, haven't been in a high school principal, but it's given me a different perspective on leading and working with adults, which is what my doctorate was all about. So just a full Amazing. piece, but tell me a little bit about, so you're in the radio in, uh, in college. She says you should go for TV. What were your next steps after that? First, I needed to figure out what that meant because I was going to be a radio news reporter. I had no idea how to, I had no idea how to put on makeup. I didn't know how to do like just the basics of how to record video either. I had no business being in front of the camera when I finally got that first job. So when she said that to me, and you know, before I get to that, I just want to say that the power of that mentor in your life Sharon, I mean, that, right? Isn't that amazing? And so when I think about you as an educator and educators who may be listening, and we're all educators in this in the sense, but if we see something incredible in the people in front of us, we have the power too to change the life of someone else for the better. Yes. But um, when she said that to me, when my mentor said, and I trusted her, and I would have done anything she had asked me to. I did a lot of homework. <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? Like, how do I get a job in a TV state? Like, literally, how do I get a job? And I was a senior at the time. So I was kind of behind the eight ball. <laughs> I had to figure it out fast. And what I did is I talked to people in my network. Mm. I found people she suggested I speak with who had made that jump from radio to television. I connected with people within my university who were working journalists, and I met with them. Like, I got in my car, my little itty-bitty Toyota Corolla, and I, and I drove, and I met people. I took them out to coffee. I asked a lot of questions, and then I started at the bottom. So, my first, first, first job before I got on air was as a tape editor. So, you know, right now, you, you look at when you look at your phone, you can get video and it's digital and all of that. But before, you used to have a camera with the tape, like videotape yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. And my first job was at a TV station in Richmond, Virginia. They allowed, I, I walked in and I said, hey, I'd, I'd love to um, interview for your open position as a part-time videotape editor. It was like a Saturday and a Sunday, like 2 to 11 shift. So, oh, I was wow. working the night side shift. And it was the most exciting thing ever. So I'd work on the weekends and I'd edit videotape. And then during the week when I wasn't working officially, like I wasn't getting paid, I would ask if I could come in and shadow the reporters. And they allowed me. They didn't let me do it all the time, but I would shadow the reporters. And I would shadow the morning reporters because they came in at 2, to th two 3 in the morning. And I would follow them and they would take me out on stories and then I would shoot things on my own. Yeah. And I would take their stuff as well, like stuff, their interviews, and I would put them together in packages that then allowed me to send those out to TV stations around the country and get a job from there. So I never presented myself as someone who was an on-air reporter, but I put together my own stuff using other people's stuff and then stuff on camera that people shot for me at that TV station. And I got my first job on TV in Macon, Georgia, uh, about 11 months later. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, it... it People may have done it quicker. People may have done it 
in a in a more sophisticated way, but that's how I did it, and it became the most. It was so eye opening, and it was, and you realize how much you can do once you put yourself through that. You, I mean, you're going yes. through a lot of rejection. You're asking a lot of questions. You're asking for people to give you opportunity, and that I think is really difficult, especially as I see for children in this de- in this generation. It's really hard for people to open their mouth, open their mouths, right, and ask. Yes. Technology is a great thing, but sometimes it it makes you um, not depend on your voice as much. Ooh, and I I completely agree with you on that. Completely. Yeah, and I love technology. I think it's great, but I have three teen boys, three teenage boys in my house. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I see how technology is a great thing, but I always talk to them about the importance of opening their mouths, like asking people, asking for feedback, asking questions, uh, asking and talking, asking and talking and, and communicating. So that, that's how I got my start. And, and from there, and you know, went to the next level and, and I moved cities and had kids, and then decided to start a business. So the piece that I really love about your story, and and this it really is important, and the piece of this is, is that you had some advice about possibly, you know, saying, hey, I think you should be in TV. And you thought about it. You did your research. You didn't just hop on the train and say, okay, yes, you know, I think I'm going to do TV now. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like that, you know, someone gives you the advice, but you've got, you yourself have to think through that piece. Mm-hmm. And then what I really love is that you did informational interviews. You sought out professionals and asked their opinion and, and their idea because, you know, I think that's also really important in we, when we think about our career journeys and how we're moving through our careers and our academic pieces. Because even at working with children, working with adults, we're different people at different seasons of our lives. Yes. So when you were taking this on, you were in your 20s and you were thinking, hmm, maybe I really do need to figure out what this is. And I love that you took on as a tape editor. That's amazing because that ultimately has helped you in your career now helping corporate professionals and entrepreneurs edit because we were even talking about this before, you know, editing is a skill and it's not anybody can record, but then that editing piece really makes it come alive. Absolutely. Your video. I don't pretend to be an editor, like a film editor. Yeah. I really go for speed, but editing is a skill that mm-hmm. with the tools that are out there right now, makes it so much easier. And the the things that we have at our disposal, incredible. My first camera at my first TV station that I had to carry was a $30,000 camera. Oh my gosh. And the phone I have in front of me right now is better quality than that in terms of HD and, and, and what right. the viewer would see. So what we have in our hands right now gives us the ability to broadcast either on you know on Zoom or on your Facebook feed or in mm-hmm. a YouTube live or whatever, it gives you the ability to actually even be on air. If if yeah. if, if if you know you know people are are recording. In fact, I record here for segments for a local TV station right now. It's 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 really opened up the opportunities for everybody. It's scary, of course, I know, well, <laughs> but yeah, it does well, open it up opportunities. Little, no, you're right. The I mean, I think about just. 
I was playing around actually last night with um, the Facebook Stories app because I have a mixed relationship with social media. I mean, I like it and I know what the purpose of it is, but I've had to be very cognizant about how much time I can spend on the social mm-hmm. media platform. But the, all of the features that continue to be added to bring that opportunity of video and being on live are really incredible. I mean, oh. music and they have text now, they've got polls. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> awesome. If you think about it, uh, and I was thinking about video when you had asked me to be a part of this program. Thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and the focus on video is so important. And I'll, I'll share an example just from the personal perspective, because okay. you know, we could talk about business all day long. But since March, uh, we've pretty much been stuck at home. Like mm-hmm. we go out occasionally, of course, we're, we're, we're safely doing what we can to do what we need to do, but our family members, you know, they're older, so they're at home. And what Zoom has allowed us to do is, even though I haven't seen my family in about a year, we're able to connect every week through Zoom and see faces and have conversations and create relationships that are not the same as in person. But think about that. Think about this. If this had happened 15 years ago, Mm-hmm. Zoom wasn't around. Nope. How would we have been able to really create that connection and, and still stay connected in some way, shape, or form? Not the same as being in person, not at all. But I still get to share moments. We get to share birthdays. We get to, say, yeah. you know, get to share holidays with my family. And my family gets to see my kids grow. And they, they can tell the difference, right? Because yeah. the kids are growing like leaps and bounds. And they can see the difference, from month to month, from week to week, uh, it's much better in person. And I definitely, but, but through technology, this has given us um, more of an opportunity to handle it a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. And I, I've said that a lot. You know, we're, yeah. I feel fortunate that we've had innovation over the past few years to allow, you know, to allow us to be able to have this. I mean, this pandemic is, is not anything, it, it's, it's not great. It's awful. But the ability for us to have some sort of communication via mm-hmm. an online platform is pretty incredible. And I think incredible. that's like exciting. And at least we, we know, I always try to find that my mom always says your mind has to have a way out. So when you're starting to get overwhelmed, you've got to figure out a way that you're going to, you, you know, there's a, there's a way out of some of this. And part of that is Zoom, like you said, like not being able to see your family for a year, but you do have at least this opportunity to be able to speak with them via uh, technology or communication. I want to ask you um, a quick question. Uh, you know, I've been, I was thinking a lot about, you know, your career in terms of being on the news and, and all of the different positions and, and way in which you cultivated that um, very successful career. But what was a risk that you took either during that time or maybe it's, you know, maybe moving into your own business that has paid off or maybe didn't pay off, but mm-hmm. paid off later? Mm-hmm. Well, I would definitely say that one of the scariest things I ever did was to was to leave. Uh, you know, you leave a really exciting and fun work environment that allows you to be front and center 
right? In, in on, on TV and mm-hmm. and if you think about all of the work it took to get to that point, it's nights, weekends, holidays for years, and then you get to the point where you have a really decent schedule. I, I was working mornings, so. That may be relative for some folks, but I would get up at two in the morning and I'd be done in the in that one in the afternoon. So to me, that was a great schedule um, because it was Monday yeah. through Friday. Yeah. But you know, you work all you, you work your entire career, and I know many people can relate to that. They whatever it is, it doesn't have to be this, but you work all your life for this one thing, and then you look around and you're like, "This is great. This is a great. I know great people. I've made great relationships, but." I think I can do more. This is this is a scary thing, right? You, you're you're here, you yeah. know. You're happy. You're here. You you know. You're where you want to be, and then you look around. And you go, I think I can do more. And then that's like super scary because mm-hmm. that I remember that day it was a, it was February. It was a day in February, 2014, and it was during one of the morning shows. So it was at 7:35 in the morning, and I know that because all my my morning minutes were very scripted and timed. Very scripted. Mm-hmm. So at 7:35 one morning in February, I just remember delivering, like I was talking to the camera, and I was like, I, I want to do something different. I love this, but I want to do something different. I want to do something more. I want to do something that's on my own terms. I love. I love what I do. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, two in the morning, still two in the morning. (laughs) My kids were getting older and kind of always was tired. And I think I can do something else. So I made that decision then. And then I did what, as I was telling you earlier, I do what I always do. I started talking to people. I started saying, well, what what can I do? What are people going to pay me for? Because I've only had a job in this career forever. I don't, I've never done anything else. It's the only thing I've ever done, which means the only thing I know how to do is read from a teleprompter. And that's about it. <laughs> More and than that, but I know, where you're, that. I know where your head's going. Yeah. So that's what I, I kept thinking. Um, but then it's interesting. Once you, once you put that into your head, right? Once you say, I can do, I know I can do more. Actually, at that point, I was like, I I can do more. I'm not really sure, but I think I can. I want to do more, but I'm not really sure how. So that's what I was thinking at that point. But once, you, once you're there, then you ha- start having different conversations with people. You, you start thinking, well, how, how can I, how, what can people pay me for? Like, they're not going to pay me to read from a teleprompter, but what else? And so when I first left, when I first, um, my first day as a business owner, I actually started getting clients right away because at that time I was doing like PR, helping businesses create connections with local media. I was doing, mm-hmm. I was really doing that because that's what I knew at the time because I was, because I was a journalist. I knew what I was looking for and I knew what other journalists were looking for. And so I was helping consult with that, with that aspect. And then the video revolution happened, right? Blab, if you remember Blab, which was the real first live streaming platform. No. Periscope. A Periscope. Uh, Periscope, Periscope, Facebook Live. All of that happened a couple of years after I started my business. And I was like, wait a minute, hang on. I have been helping business owners, anybody I talk with on camera, anybody I've interviewed, I've been helping them feel comfortable on camera for 20 years. So I was like, maybe now that people have the opportunity to be in front of the camera just through their laptop or their phone, 
maybe they could use what I offer and the experiences that I've been able to gain in front of the camera to help them do better on video. I was like, okay, we'll see why, let's see what happens there. And so that's where I made that pivot. And that was, um, that was scary too. <laughs> yeah, that was scary too. But probably the, the scariest was that day uh, in 2014 when I said, I am going to do something different because then you have to act on it. And then actually leaving, that was, that was really scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm nodding my head as you're speaking because I had the same feeling and, and I can really connect with you on the fact of because I have been an ed- I still am an educator, but I had been in the classroom for, I don't know, 16 years before. And I remember so distinctly, kind of like you said, well, what are people going to pay me for? You know, Mm -hmm. I can read the teleprompter. And I remember thinking, well, what would people pay me for? Because I'm really, I'm just a classroom teacher. Oh. You know, but, and, and I don't like, and so now I hear myself saying that and I'm like, no, I was not just a classroom teacher. I was a really good classroom teacher and Mm -hmm. teachers are really, really good at what they do. You know, it's not an easy job. So it's like when you're saying, so it's like there was all these other components than just reading the teleprompter that you were really good at. But initially when you think about that thought of taking a, like you want something more, because I had the same feeling. I remember walking up the steps at my school thinking, huh, I think there's something else out there for me. Yeah, I don't 100%. know what it is. Yeah, but just kind of resonated in my in my body about that, and I want us to talk a little bit more about after you know how your business has changed and talk a little bit about the power of video because you you bring really good tips and ways for people to get started to think about it, and um, so when we come back, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. When we come back. Um, Cheryl's going to talk a little bit more about her business and about her tips and tricks in terms of what do you even, how do you even start, you know, if you want to put, do a little bit with video and what does that look like? And um, we'll keep our conversation going because you can tell there's lots of different pivots and different journeys we're going down as well. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. We'll be back with more with Cheryl in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. From face-to-face training to blended training techniques, the DOT Consulting delivers distinct advantage for organizations looking to grow. We help you invest in technology knowledge through training, experimental learning, and community connections. Employees create an overall collective sharpness, savviness, and greater productivity using technology as a tool, thus increasing the technological speed and quality of the expertise in your organization. The DOT Consulting, a new level of tech savvy. Visit the dotconsulting.co. The world needs more women with tech skills. At the Dottie Rose Foundation, we encourage, support, and educate girls who have an interest in technology and want to learn how it can be used to enhance their learning and future careers. Our camps demonstrate that most future career paths will benefit from developing a wide range of increasingly important technology and software skills. We accomplish this through mastering computational thinking, boosting self-confidence, and creating new possibilities for each girl. Visit DottieRoseFoundation.org. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. We invite you to connect with the show today by calling in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Sharon at the.consulting.co. Now, back to Coding the Future. Welcome back, everybody, to Coding the Future. And I am your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, and I'm back with Cheryl Tan. And we have been having a really great conversation around career and journeys and how one piece has led to another and how in 2014 she was reading from her teleprompter and thinking in the morning shows, thinking, you know what, I think I want a little bit more. And, you know, I feel like all of us have had that in some capacity, and maybe it's not so much with our career. It could be a personal journey. It could be a hobby or something along those lines, but she took the jump and now has been running her business for six years. So, Cheryl, tell us a little bit about your business, uh, Cheryl Tan Media. I know you said in the beginning it was a lot with the PR piece, mm-hmm. and I think you're, you're, I know you're still doing some of that, but tell us a little bit about the business, what you're doing, and how you support your clients. I just love what you just said, <laughs> everything that you just said, <laughs> because it really just encompasses all of the things and, and how we are pivoting all the time. And I like reading, I like reading the room and, and changing things up. And just the other day, I was, um, I was hosting a mastermind for local businesses. And one of the business owners said, this has been a really challenging year, but I love being a small business because it allows me to be nimble. And that's our power. Mm, right? I love that. If, I love that too. I can't take credit for that. But I feel like... Many of us are embodying that. We're, sort, we're reading the room and we are being forced to be nimble. And the ones who are, um, for lack of a better word, more athletic, right? <laughs> if you can be nimble and move around quickly, then you can capture a lot of momentum. Yeah. So I went from PR to video, and again, I did what I know. I, I know videographers. I know how to shoot. I don't shoot video, so I want to be very clear about that. Um, I know how to, but, but my real passion and my expertise is really helping, helping you feel more comfortable on camera and getting mm-hmm. you on camera saying what you need to say in the way you need to say it. Gotcha. So I help you look better on camera. I help you Love succeed it. and shine on camera. That's, that's my, my big thing. And if I have to shoot, I will. If I have to edit, I will. But the, but the crux of that is I really help you get you on camera. So before COVID, I realized I had a local business because I was working one-on-one with a lot of clients and mm-hmm. I was going to their offices and doing production and interviewing them to get them on camera. I was really doing, I was really realizing as you really think about it, like you look at your, the accounts, accounts that you have and you look at the money that's coming in. I realized in March of 2020 <laughs> that I had a local business that was dependent on me going into people's businesses. Yeah. And when that was not possible in March of 2020, I realized I need to make another change. Like you just, you, we, all, we all, I think, realized that something was, something had to change. And in some cases, permanently. And it's not always a bad thing. 
No, and it's for, not. For some businesses, it's been really tragic, honestly. But for some businesses, they've realized that this is an opportunity to do things that, they, that they've been trying to do for a long time. So I've been trying to go online for a really long time, but in March of 2020, I realized I needed to if I was going to make any sort of money. <laughs> yes. And, and I did it. it, was, it was, it's been a really incredible year. It's really been very, very interesting. Just if, I, of course, because of the topic that I talk about, it's video, it's video, video, video all day long. And it really feels like all I do is talk about video. And I think that is the case. But in, but in 2020, it's the year and the, the topic that people do want to talk about. So, what I've been able to do since March is create virtual video options. Hmm. I can work with anybody, yep. anywhere. Mm-hmm. If they have a camera, which they most likely do, um, whether it's a laptop camera, a webcam, an iPhone, I can work with them to help them say what they need to say on camera because I don't need to be seen. It could be just them, and then we figure out the rest. So, I've got all kinds of packages that help people be seen on camera and they don't need to be in my city for me to help them. Right. Uh, I have a program called the Video Boot Camp uh, and that's where I take people through my process of zero to video in a fairly short amount of time. And I'm happy to go through my process because it's very simple, not easy, but it's very simple and I really want everyone to to really think about this. Because okay. video is powerful for you. It's just a powerful way to connect with clients and customers in your business. You know, you say like the part that I think is really great about what you said is that it's simple. Mm-hmm. The work comes in and that you have to execute that simple algorithm and say, okay, step, I'm going to do step one. And here's what I say often to students or adults. You don't have to bite off everything at one time. When I say an algorithm, I mean steps to take to get you from one step to another or steps to solve a problem. And, the, and I have this visual represent. So, because I'm by default a coder, right? Everything happens line by line by line or by process, right? So, when you say it's simple and there's steps that you can go through, to me, it's like, okay, step one. Yes. What do I need to do for step one? And let's see if I can accomplish that. And then it's the momentum that you get from that to go into step two. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for one uh, for several of your emails, but one of them in particular was about some video tips. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about what you did was in my email, I got step one, right? And it was a click. And, and until I finish that, I'm not going to be ready for step two. Mm-hmm. And I like that because it's not so overwhelming because sometimes I'll, you know, you'll get all of it at one time and you're going, holy moly, wait a minute, where was step one again? <laughs> yeah, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so I think that's really brilliant in your strategic planning in terms of walking and then you have success because it's a little bit at a time instead of everything all at once. Yeah. It's interesting. When I was in the field as a journalist, I didn't think my brain worked like that. I just, I was always under a deadline. Like there were like 40,000 deadlines a day, it felt like. Mm -hmm. And I just, we just did it all. You just had to get it all done. Like there were no steps. It was like, if you're not done, you're going to be called into the news director's office. So I didn't realize that I was as, or that I was trying to be as systematic 
as I am now. Cause I really, I, I kind of feel like there's chaos in my brain all the time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. but maybe we're all like that, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I, thankfully I'm not alone, but I like to lay out things very step-by-step maybe because I have boys. I don't know. It's like step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. You have boys too. I'm raising my hand because yes, I have two boys of my own. And if we are not very explicit about what we need for them to do, it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done. It's, right. It is crazy. I have never seen in my life. I'm like, I don't understand when I say, (laughs) put your laundry away, that I need to also preface with, put your laundry in said drawer. Right. Like, how does it get from where it is just to the floor? Like, I don't don't understand. I don't either. Are you going on? That's another. Okay, carry on. Been there, done that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, the process to me is is simple, not easy. And it's, it's, it is simple. So I'll go, is it okay if I go through it? Just so Absolutely. You- yes. Because I, as I've worked with clients, I realize that they get stuck in one of these five steps. It's, it's one of these five steps, which you all over the, I'm, this is nothing revolutionary. I did come up with it, but it's not revolutionary in any way, shape or form. But if you're listening to this, just think about where you're stuck. And if you're not stuck, let's talk because I want to see what you've created. (laughs) But step one is the the preparation stage, right? You have to get, I mean, it's video. So you have to have some sort of video to capture yourself with. Maybe it's a laptop camera. Maybe it's a webcam. Maybe it's your iPhone or Android. But here's where I don't want you to get stuck is I don't want you to think you have to get a DSLR or a $1,200 camera. Right. Because like I said, the $30,000 camera that I had when I first started in TV is not as good as the iPhone XR I have today. And most likely you have some sort of iPhone, Android smartphone device that will shoot video of you that is more than fine. Mm -hmm. So you need to have equipment, like you need to have a camera, you need to be able to shoot in a quiet place because people need to hear you. Mm -hmm. And you want some sort of light on you. Maybe it's from a window, maybe it's from an external light, but as long as people can see you, hear you, you're good to go. And most people, uh, they, they, they spin a little bit with the equipment part, yeah. In any case, that's part of the preparation phase is to have okay. the so equipment is part of that as part of that. Preparation. It's your it's your prep. And 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 most likely for 95 percent of the people, you already have what you need. And if you're like a film company, you're you're in a different place. But most likely you're not a film company. <laughs> you're trying to represent yourself in your business. So 95 percent of you can start with what you have and then scale up. And of course, like get that twelve hundred dollar camera. Once you start making money from your videos, absolutely do do ever do you do everything. But in the very beginning, let's get past step one. Step two is to position yourself in the proper way. So positioning is putting yourself in the place that connects with the right audience. So connects you to the right client or customer you want to reach. Mm-hmm. If you're a financial advisor, if you're a teacher and you're trying to reach other teachers, if you're a financial advisor trying to reach clients. You want to put yourself into that same place where they will relate to you. If you're, and I love to use this example between the Gucci brand, you know, Gucci, the, mm-hmm. the bag and the, you can see the yep. symbol. I'm seeing the symbol in my head, like the Gucci brand. And then the Geico Gecko, oh, Geico, the insurance. <laughs> yes, yes. Those are two different brands, two different markets, most likely 
two different things you're marketing. And so wherever you are, position yourself in the right place and know what that is. Who are you trying to reach? How will you reach them? Are you Gucci or are you Geico? Which one are you? Doesn't matter which one it is. It does not. But you can. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> no judgment. No, it which it, one you want to be? Being clear on but who being is clear for you yourself who that is. Mm-hmm. The third part of this is process, and this part is I love batching. Like I love to create four or five different pieces of content at once, all the same kind, and then have it have a process for shooting for writing, shooting, and editing. So you get all of it done at yes. once in each step. I like that. So I created a digital program two weeks ago, two, two, uh, two full weekends ago. I wrote eight scripts for my program. I shot them all in one week. Like I kicked all my kids out of the house and my husband. I kicked them all <laughs> out of the house. I'm like, you guys need to leave. You're making me crazy. So I, in that one weekend, I shot eight videos And then I took that same weekend, I edited all of them at once, and then I uploaded them all on that weekend. So in one weekend, it was done. Now, I did write the video, like I I wrote the scripts at another time, but the actual videos were done in one weekend. And I took breaks, and I, you know, yelled at my kids a little, and then I kicked them out. So it wasn't like continuous, like all day long, all day long, but in the course of a weekend, it was done. And so thinking about your process, Right. Process it. And I like to batch because it just makes things so much easier if you can just sort of get your brain is not good at task switching. So being able to do one thing, get it done, move to the next thing, get it done. The fourth step in this process is to publish. I tell my students in the video boot camp all the time no one sees a video you don't publish. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, oh, like, no, who's going to see it? Yeah. They're not going to go to your camera roll and, and see your videos. So going back further, one more step is no one sees a video you don't create. So if you don't create, you can't come to me and say, well, no one's looking at my videos. Well, you didn't put one out, <laughs> which then goes to step four, promoting. Because we always think that because, it, what is that, um, was it the field of dreams? If you build it, they will come. Oh, in yeah. In this case, you're, it's busy out there. It's noisy on social yes, media. There's so much, so much wanting our attention that it's not today. I wish it were, but it's not today. If you put out a video, people are going to flock to it and make it a viral video. No. You've got to let people know that it's there. You've got to let people know that there's value in there for them. So the five steps again. And if you're thinking about this for yourself, if you're listening to this, where are you? Where, where are you maybe falling down? Maybe where are you doing really well is preparing, positioning, processing. <laughs> I see your thumbs. Yeah, I'm making thumbs as she's talking. <laughs> publishing eh, and then promoting. Yeah, that's the part that I think that, you know, let me say this. And this is a part where I think most people get stuck. This is where I get stuck because I don't know. You, we can do a lot, right? Yes. We can do lots of things, but finding that right position or that right niche, that's always the hardest part. So mm-hmm. I have myself made videos. I have published them. I have promoted them. Cool. But I don't know that I have actually nailed my position. Okay. So now, 
let me take that back. This is sort of that iterative process is where I think your expertise is very helpful for individuals, for business owners is saying, okay, even let's take a look at those videos that you may or have done and let's critique them and figure out, are they really nailing that position that you're trying to correct access or, or reach or, and, and this honestly could be for a business for a, for a small business, for a corporate clients, or even for your own personal brand. If oh, you yes. are growing your personal brand and your career and your area of expertise, this is, applies to all of those. Mm-hmm. I agree 100% because if you're a career professional, uh, if you're uh, in, a, in a competitive field, especially, Mm-hmm. The people who are wanting to hire you, they, they, they want to know what your value is. And creating a video that answers that question is really powerful. And it doesn't have to be self-serving. I know, I know that sounds crazy. Like, I know that sounds crazy. It doesn't have to be like, hey, my name is Sharon and I'm fantastic, which is yes. true. You could say that. But you wouldn't, I would not suggest you do that in a video. No. <laughs> I would suggest that if you were going to do that, instead, talk about the problems that you solve. What yeah. problem do you solve? And you, know, you do some amazing things working with organizations and helping them incorporate technology to create engagement. Right. And that's, the, that's what you focus in on. That's the part that you focus in on. You know, and I like that you said that. And the other piece that often runs through my brain is that no like trust piece. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you are yourself and you're authentic, they will automatically see the greatness of whatever it is that you're sharing if you do so with the purpose of, of really showcasing your skill. And this is something I go back to a lot um, in conversations that I have with myself, when I have with others, and, and when I'm talking about technology is technology is the tool. So Cheryl and I have said a lot about the tools of tech that she's used over her time line of being in media and how that shifted from when she first started to where we are now. And it's a tool. We still go back to that process. And you mentioned, I thought this is really good because this is a step that I sometimes skip on a regular basis. Um, and that is the writing of the script or the prep and really thinking through those key, because sometimes I'll just sit down and just start yapping and, <laughs> you know, like, oops, maybe I probably ought to prepped a little better for that, you know, and I know better because I've, you know, as a teacher, you prep all the time, but you know, that's another area that I think gets skipped over. And I think the rest of those steps will fall in place mm-hmm. when you are able to prep and really know that position. It goes back and forth. hundred percent. But you know, yesterday, so I'm, I, what I do is I, I'm always talking to my students. I love talking to my students and I talk to my clients all, of course, I talk to my clients, but the students in my programs, I really, I, I'm always trying to dissect why things work when they work. So when it works, mm. this is what happens when it works. When you have someone who is all in on video and you have, and this is for a business owner. So it doesn't always have to be for a business owner, but it can also work for a career professional. But uh, one of my students is an, an accountant and she started doing video for the very first time in March of 2020. So before COVID, she had never done a piece, never shot a frame of video for this purpose. Maybe she did some stuff with her kids. I'm not sure, but this is the first time she had attempted talking about her business on camera. 
And she was really trying to help her clients. And she figured, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to talk about the problems they're facing. And this was related to PPP and loans, if you remember back in- Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So she was trying to help them navigate the maze of all of that. And so she was just getting on camera and talking. And immediately, she started to get clients because, as you talked about, the no like, and trust factor was high, super high, because she was in there really adding value and giving solutions and helping them navigate educationally all of the things that they just didn't even understand. And today, she hasn't stopped. She is creating a video a week. And today, she told me this the other day, which I just absolutely loved, is she said, now that when people come to her, now she, you know, she's a regular thing. She's doing videos once a week and clients will come to her and they'll say, hey, I'd love to work with you or I, you know, can, can you help me understand what it's like to work with you? She'll say, watch this playlist on YouTube or watch this playlist on Facebook or whatever. She'll give them a list of videos that she created like months ago and they'll watch and then they'll decide to work with her or they'll, they'll, whatever they'll decide, they decide, but they come back to her. And that means that the time that they have together when they're doing coaching calls or their sessions together, it is so much more valuable. And I've heard this over and over again from clients. So the flip side of that is I talked with, I talk with all, like when students don't do videos, when they're in my program and they don't create, I'm on the phone with them actually shoot video with them. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And so I figured out for the clients who are afraid of being on camera or who, who just for whatever reason don't follow through. And, that's, and there's no judgment. I just, I want, I'm curious because I want to know if there's something I can do better in my program to help them. If there's a system I can give them or if there's something I can do better. What I've realized is the ones who are, uh, who are, anxious about being on camera or who are, who are just can't pull the trigger and, uh, and get on camera and, and, and record and produce, is there the reason that they have for wanting to create the videos is not big enough. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And I just mm-hmm. realized this because when you ask people why they're doing what they're doing, sometimes it's just because, oh, because everyone else is doing it. And that's not big enough. No. You've got to have a grander vision. Uh, it's got to be something that gets you out of bed in the morning, that helps you get over the fact that it's hard work and it takes a lot of time and it stinks in some yeah, cases. It does. And if your why isn't big enough, then you won't, you just won't, it's not worth it time-wise for you to make that effort. I'll do something else. I'll, I'll pay someone to do something else for me to get my, my name out there. So I, I just, I bring that up because uh, I, as I made that realiz- realization, it just makes me think that the people who, who do have a big, a big enough why, it works. <laughs> 100% it works. I love that. And that was going to ask you for some advice to, to give to our listeners. And I think that's really, that's the advice. If it's a not, you know, because here's the thing, we've been talking about video, 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 you know, and, and it's very prominent right now. But it may not be the thing for everybody. And, no. and sometimes it could be just making a personal video to watch yourself and, and gain some confidence in how you're speaking about X, Y, or Z. But it, it may, if it's not, if the purpose isn't really there, and again, you haven't really honed in on what it is you want to gain from making it, 
-hmm. you know, the time, it takes a lot of time and the investment in doing that, it it needs to be worth your time. So I think that's amazing advice. Mm -hmm. Can you tell everyone where they can find out more information about you and how they can work with you? Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me do that, really. Uh, My program- is is the video boot camp and I've I've got several programs, but if you go to mastervideotoday.com, you can learn more about what we're offering right now. In 2021, things are going to change a little bit, mm-hmm. but no matter when you join us, when you become part of the family, if you will, my goal is to help you go from not feeling sure about what you're saying on camera to a place where you are confident. Now, to your point, Sharon, some people, they don't want to create a video a week, and that's completely fine. Absolutely. Some of the, the consultants that I work with, and I, and I work with coaches and consultants and executives, some of them have decided, well, I don't want to be on YouTube, and that's completely fine. But what they've learned is the confidence to create Loom videos. Yes. Or confident oh, on Zoom, and they're able to send one-on-one videos to their clients, mm-hmm. and that's highly effective. If your clients are, you know, high-level CEOs, they want something more personal anyway, and that really solidifies that relationship if you take the time to be succinct and valuable on video. It doesn't have to be something that the masses see. It can be I something- I love that you just said that. Yeah, it can be something that is really valuable for the person who needs to hear it. So I know, you know, we, we look at metrics uh, and unfortunately that may feel like that's all we talk about, but it doesn't have to be. So whatever your success on video rate is, that's what we want to help you with in Master Video today. I love that. And I, that is my action item for everybody today is to go to, uh, say the website again, Cheryl. Mastervideotoday.com mastervideotoday.com and check out her courses. Reach out to Cheryl. You can find her on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the major social media pieces. Uh, uh, Search for Cheryl Tan, C-H-E-R-Y-L, T-A-N. And if you have enjoyed your time today with us on Coding the Future, please uh, share this with friends, subscribe to the show because it helps us reach more people just like you and share our message about how we are really taking control and driving our own future by leveraging this wonderful thing called tech. And uh, Cheryl, thank you so much for being on the show. Bottom of my heart, pinch me moment. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to having you on again and uh, for future communications. Um, And thanks everybody for joining this week on Coding the Future. You can find more about my work at the dot, T-H-E, D-O-T, consulting.co. And again, action item today is go and check out Cheryl. Thanks everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Coding the Future. Please join your host, Dr. Sharon Jones, for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk then.